good. How are you? Good. Season finale. I w- oh, my God. I was just going to say it exactly like that. Season finale. It's happening. Oh, my God. We did a whole freaking season. I mean, we did a whole second season, but yeah. Well, this one was more episodes. So full I feel length. more. I, it's, it's a full length season, people. It's pretty exciting. It's very exciting. I like that we made it together. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to Feeling Feelings. It's a podcast about the highs and lows of being an artist. I'm Jessica Zolman. And I'm Jamie Varon. And today's episode, season finale special, we're going to talk about a very meta topic. Very feeling meta. feelings about feeling everything. This uh, topic was actually suggested to me by my friend Aaron, who I've mentioned before. Hi, Aaron. Um, hi, Aaron. He just wanted to know... I think more about what it's like to be someone who has all of the emotions. Feels um, all the things. Yeah. And we'll we'll dive into that. Um, but before we do. You know what's coming. I mean, unless know. this is your first episode. But if it's you. Prob- ha- it's probably not. It's probably not. Um, we're going to launch into highs and lows highs and lows highs and lows highs and lows we still can't sync it up but i think I it's feel the charm like we of the synced song. it up i don't know we'll we'll hear i think it's funny because we recording the way that we record with you in paris i think it feels like there's a delay maybe for you there's a delay but for, on my end there was not we nailed it all right well i'm excited that we, we'll find we out. did it finally <laughs> we finally got on the same rhythm with our with our really sophisticated highs and lows song. It's like next level. It's it really honestly is. probably going to be up for a Grammy. Right. Like, I mean, why wouldn't it be? Is I there, don't are there Grammys for... Grammys for podcast jingles? Pod- podcast jingles. Honestly, we should make the category because then we're a shoe in year one. Right. Like, if we make it, can we win it? I mean, probably more the Grammy likely nominated. like... It- Podcast. Probably more likely like an MTV award. Okay, that's fair. That's a good. Let's shoot a little lower. I yeah, guess. like let's set our expectations a little lower. <laughs> that's you're always thinking one step ahead. I know. Or I just I behind? don't like to get disappointed. Yeah, true. Um, I don't remember who goes first. Me either. Ugh. These weeks feel long. I know. The summer. It's the summer that never ends. I um, know. I can start. Go ahead. Okay. Um, this week's low, I'm going to start with my low first, is that I um, donated blood on Friday. I got a call from the Children's Hospital in Los Angeles that they had a baby who needed blood. I'm O negative, so I'm a universal donor. And I try and donate as much as I can. And I haven't had, I haven't gotten any tattoos in like, probably four years, so I don't really have any restrictions on donating other than the standard waiting period. So anyway, I like kind of had a rough day and I was finding it hard to eat food, which is like automatic red flag for donating blood. Um, you got to eat a very healthy and iron rich meal, at least for me. Um, and I couldn't really eat any meat or food. So I go in at three and donate and thank goodness my friend came with me because she was like, I'm just worried about you. And I think that you need someone to drive you. So I'm doing it. And you don't get to ask questions or say no, which was very nice. Um, but I felt like after, so it was Friday the 13th. And I feel like every, the universe was just against me. The guy could not find a vein. It was a nightmare. And so my arm the next day felt like a train hit it. So of course, the natural thing to do when your arm is in pain and you're fatigued and not good physically is to do yoga in the sun on a a rooftop i did that yeah not a good idea no my friend teaches yoga and so i thought it would be a good idea and it was for my other friend's birthday and i pretty much just spent literally half of yoga was in child's pose which is just your head on the mat basically yeah just dying um I was not okay so I tried I was a trooper in both instances but I definitely got very dizzy and felt like I was gonna pass out not not the greatest thing I've ever done but it was well 
It, it definitely, you could have made some different choices. Yeah, I, I guess I could have gone to yoga and only hung out in the pool. Now that would have been a good idea. It was an option. I just, I really felt like getting a participation trophy and then there weren't any trophies, so. No, you just almost fainted. Yeah, it's fine. It's not the like craziest low I've ever had, but it certainly was not my smartest moment. Um, and then my high this week is that I finally feel confident and comfortable sharing that I got a job. Oh, damn. Didn't know you were going to announce it. I'm doing it. Season finale. It feels Woo. appropriate. Also, by this point, I will have been working at my job for two weeks when this oh, airs. Yeah. Yeah, Spoiler the, alert. We, we record ahead. We, we know this by now. Um, so I felt like it made more sense to announce it now. But I signed um, an acceptance letter and I'll be doing photography and content curation for um, a local cafe um, and restaurant called Go Get 'em Tiger. They're opening a bunch of locations before the end of the year. Um, and they're doing all of this amazing work locally. And the owners are incredible. And I um, have a friend who's on the advisory board. Um, and she's probably one of my favorite humans in terms of her incredible activist work and like kind heart and how involved she is in the coffee industry. Um, so I'm really excited and I'm super happy that the job that I found is not taking me away from my creativity. It's just going to hopefully like add to it um, because I'll be doing creative things daily from nine to five for mm -hmm. a company. Um, I already started shopping at like Ikea for all of the like crazy props that I want to get. And my Pinterest is like covered in coffee photos so um i'm really pumped though it's like the perfect gig for me and and it has benefits so and yes. it's your perfect aesthetic it really is they're like this beautiful warm wood with like bright whites and their logo has like well it's like baseball themed too go get them tiger is like you know a phrase a common phrase um, in like little league in the baseball world so I love that as like someone who pretty much only loves baseball um, and we talked about baseball in my interview for a very long time specifically about the Oakland A's um, and then yeah the, everything that they do is really great and I'm, I'll be doing like product photography food photography they're building new restaurants so like behind the scenes architecture and then um just portraiture of like the people that work there too they really want to humanize their their branding so go get them tiger they're um at get la on uh instagram you don't have to go there i'm just saying it because i feel like it's part of i'm repping yeah I'm that's yeah. amazing yeah i'm pumped. We're all it's proud good. of you Thank you. It was a roller coaster and a long journey, and I literally didn't hear back from any of the agencies or like businesses that I applied to. It took a friend being like, "You're the perfect person for this job." So, yeah, the That's job market goes. is is broken. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> I don't. I don't either. I don't know how they. The one time that I was hiring people for a job that I had. Yeah. It was just unlimited resumes. And I was like, how do I even choose? Like, yeah, these all sound exactly the same. Um, so I don't know, I know how people are getting jobs. No, it's knowing someone, which feels yeah. like such a weird, almost unfair advantage. But I'll oh. take it in this case. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Jamie. Um, so my high is that we are finally in can but yes. again this will be delayed because <laughs> <laughs> i am in can right now and i'm posting yeah. about it um but uh that was that's really fun and even today like i got back 20 minutes before we were gonna record because i finished my work and i was just like okay time to go to the beach and went to the beach like swam in the ocean and came back and well Actually, I stopped and got a mint chocolate chip ice cream cone, too. Yes. So I'm really in. And what I was thinking today as I was walking back is like, and obviously everybody just knows me from this podcast, maybe from my Instagram, but anyone who's listening, it's like, I am 
in Paris and I'm doing all of this, but like, this is such a departure from what it was for so many years that like, I feel I'm so like firmly in this, I am living the fuck out of my life Hell yeah. so much season. Like I just for so long, all of my twenties, my early thirties, it was like, I'm going to think about my life and I'm going to observe it and I'm not really even going to be in it. I'm just going to be writing about it or like just really, really, really thinking about it and like healing from my past and all of this stuff. And I'm like, all of that is very worth it because now I feel like I'm enjoying my life in such a pure way because sure, things come up, of course, but like I don't know. I'm, I just feel very confident and good. And I am like being by the beach. Like we literally live three minutes walking from the water. It's just I'm so jealous. It's amazing. And our apartment compared to our place in Paris, like it only takes four months in a teeny tiny apartment to appreciate just a slightly bigger apartment. <laughs> like, and we have this all this space and a nice kitchen and it's like all this beautiful bright natural light and i just feel so incredibly grateful and like i'm actually doing the things that i have been thinking about doing like there's nothing in my mind for the first time ever in my life there's nothing in my mind being like i wish i was doing this or i wish i was doing that i'm like i'm just doing it which is like for me so cool because I spent so much time holding myself back and like watching other people's lives, like just for my, I don't know, I was protecting myself, going through shit, like all that stuff, being too much in my like writer brain and like trying too hard to understand the world instead of just like live in it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, this is what it feels like to like live and, but not live in a way where, cause I think in the past I've also done the like, I'm living, but like, it's because I'm like drinking and it's so fun and this and that, or like, you know, I always needed something, but now I, I mean, sometimes we have some wine. I'm not against like getting a bottle of rosé on the beach at one point, like, don't like judge me self to myself. Um, to and yourself. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like, I, but I don't need that to really enjoy myself, to have fun and, it's really just like a departure from how my life has been for so long. So like the high is that I'm in can, but the like ultra high is all of that. And, but the low <laughs> is that it's been like a whirlwind month. Like I had people in Paris visiting. Um, like I was doing stuff with friends in Paris uh, we, it was Bastille Day and then France won the World Cup and then it was, which was awesome and like so cool to be in Paris for that. And then it was like a 12 hour drive, um, down to Cannes and then it was like unpack, grocery shop, blah, 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 blah. And like, I haven't been sleeping as much and I'm just like running on, uh, my voice is going, like I, yeah. I need some relaxation for sure. Um, and my, so my low is like, I'm being very careful thinking back to our episode about burnout, like very careful to not burn out and like to, cause on top of it, like all of this stuff is going on. People are seeing everything I'm doing on Instagram. I'm posting about it, but like on top of that, just need everyone to know that I'm also working completely full time, like actually many, many hours per day. And so I'm like, I'm very tired. <laughs> like I'm getting very tired so I need I'm glad we're here it's just like it's been one thing after the other and I'm like okay I don't want to get sick I don't want to get into a place where I'm like resenting something so I'm just being very careful and like aware of that while also diving into life very excitedly so just a lot of different emotions at once and also like when I get that tired and everything like I veer towards just being kind of more negative and so mm -hmm. I've restarted like my morning ritual of writing my intentions down and already today I had such a better day because I started my morning off like this is how I want to feel and like there's my focus and I got to get back to that like for me 
meditation has always been good, but those intentions, that in the, the intention exercise that I do, like literally changed my life. So I'm glad that I've, I've put it back into the, into the mix. Cause every time I think like, oh, I don't need it. It's like, uh, it's good to stay on top of it. It's good to like keep the positive vibes flowing. I always feel like a big change is a good time to start like either an old routine or a new one for like, I don't know, creating a healthier space for yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, I found myself going to some like old worries too mm -hmm. and see like the the thing is with being in the like I'm living my life season I also can't like shut off how I feel or good segue or like um you know shut down the self-awareness that has always kept me like emotionally healthy um so I'm just trying to like balance all of that this is all kind of new for me of like everything's okay like it's all okay to like it's okay to live your life and be carefree and free, but it's also okay to like look at your bank account and make sure you're yeah. not overspending and like you don't have to be extreme in any direction. And I'm like, what is that like? I'm such an extreme fucking person. <laughs> like, totally. What does this middle ground feel like? Finding out, guys. People, guys, sorry. I hate that. I hate using the word guys. You, you got that early. You got, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good segue into feeling everything. What does this feeling bring everything. up for you, Jess? Um, well, for me, I mean, I think immediately it reminds me of the sort of emotional disparity in my relationship with my partner to be perfectly frank um because I literally feel and express and sometimes too intensely put my emotions out into the world and um it can be hard for him to do that and I don't know if that's a like basic biological estrogen versus testosterone like scenario or if that's also the circumstances of our care as like children you know how we were nurtured um i think it's probably both i think it's a pretty healthy combo of the two um but i have always been told that and not just by my current partner but i've always been told by people that i've dated or even close friends that i am too emotional it's kind of always been a like verbal um critique that I've heard over and over and over again and it wasn't until the last two years that I actually started considering that not that being emotional is a bad thing but maybe there is a healthy balance of being emotional and a healthy way to approach being an overwhelmingly emotional and empathetic person where I'm able to find some balance or pull back somehow by using self-care techniques um, or pull back by even becoming more introspective as opposed to like word vomiting all over whatever it is that's causing the emotional um, experience. So yeah, I think for me, those are the things that I immediately think of is sort of this like negative connotation, but then my, um, the work that I put in in order to be more in control of my emotions. Well, when it comes to feeling everything, the first, the first thing I think of is like, for so long, I didn't even really feel, I mean, I think my, I was feeling a lot, but I, I like blocked it out mm -hmm. and so I always felt that I didn't feel and I was like not a very nurturing or like not even nurturing but like a very caring person or like a very um like emotionally open person and so 
But now I look at it and I'm like, why is it such a negative thing to feel? Like I actually, I'm like, I, I think it's like a negative thing if you don't know how to feel and you don't, I mean, not like I'm not going to be, I'm not going to judge someone. They're probably going through something, but I mean, there's this big emphasis on like kind of being like a little bit shut down. Like you're not supposed to, there's so many words for like, or phrases for kind of like calming people's emotions down. It's like, oh, don't cry. Oh, like don't, don't overreact. Oh, you're too much. You're too this. It's like there's, we have so many things in our language to tell people like, don't feel like, just don't feel. And it's like, but that's how, that's like how we move through the world. Like that's something important that we can feel. And so I don't like this idea that there's like, Cause I, I'm the same way. I mean, I, no one ever accused me of like feeling too much, but people always said I was like too sensitive. Like, you know, growing up, I wasn't really, there isn't as, there wasn't as much like obviously mainstream, um, conversation about feminism. And so there would be certain things that would come up that I would get upset about if like a friend said something or like, I, I remember for a long time. When it was really cool to, I'm going to say cool in quotes, when it was really cool to call things gay. Yeah. I thought that was so fucked up and I never used that word in that way. Yeah. And I used to call people out all the time on it and they would be like, oh my God, you're so fucking sensitive. Like you're so sensitive. And I was like, but that's, why would you use that word negatively? Like there's other words that don't hurt people when you use them just use other words like be more creative just be more creative or like you know I and that always bothered me so much because I was like what is so wrong with like caring about other people like people would be like what are you gay like why do you care and I'm like too I was you know a little too young to be like well maybe I don't know I haven't figured it out yet but you know just <laughs> let me let me live um but like but I was like, why do I have to be gay to care if, like, you're using that word negatively? Like, what if someone around us is gay and they feel really silenced by that? It's the same way I felt when people would, like, make fun of a fat person. And I was like, yeah. do you see me? Like, I'm not thin. Why are you saying that? Well, so that was the same time when saying don't be so Jewish was Ugh. a phrase that some of our friends even used. And I was like, uh excuse me, tapping the microphone. Is this thing on? I, I literally go to like temple and like Sunday school and all of the things related to Judaism. Are y'all for real? See, it's stuff like that where like, why is it, why is the default or the cool thing to be insensitive? This might be changing. I don't know. I only follow people who are like more socially conscious so I don't know how much this is actually changing in like high schools or anything but I don't like when people say to me now if I ever hear someone be like you're too sensitive I'm like well maybe I'm not maybe you're just insensitive and like yeah. that should be insulting to you I'm not going to be insulted by being sensitive I'm going to be I think you should be in like you should take a hard, long look at yourself if you're being insensitive. Um, so that's what I think of when it's the feeling everything, because it's like feelings and sensitivity and care is all kind of an empathy. Like it's all in there in the mix yeah. for me. I wonder how connected those things are to like emotional intelligence as mm -hmm. well. Um, being able to like understand the root I think that was the thing that honestly I had to do the most work on um because it's easy to be a sensitive person it's easy to be in touch with your emotions comfortable crying comfortable being angry right comfortable moving through all of these emotional spaces but it's really hard I think to f figure out and assess the root of that and to me that's kind of where 
emotional intelligence comes in. Um, I think I'd always been really good at understanding when my empathy, like, alarms were blaring and why they were blaring. Like, I'm the most overly conscientious person when I'm on an airplane or in public spaces where we're all crowded around other people. And I find myself getting like angry when other people aren't because for me I'm like how do you literally not care about the person next to you or if you're on an airplane the person behind you or if you have children and they're smashing the seat and I turn around and I'm like yo stop and you're the parent not be like oof okay kid (laughs) we're gonna have a conversation now um I think I I experience a lot of those moments of like I just would never do that you know, mm-hmm. or if someone calls me out for like maybe being absent minded, I'm like the first to not get defensive and be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Did not mean to like how like let me go over the top to make this better. Um, but I think a lot of those skills, it took me a while to like figure them out and hone them in and learn them and understand like where my frustration was coming from or even where my empathy and like the root of my emotional vulnerability came from. Um, It like, it seemed really obvious, but it took me a really long time to figure it out. And um, I think for me, a lot of it came from being raised by a single mom who was raised Catholic. And so like not a lot of emotional expression, not a lot of, you know, um, I mean, definitely a lot of guilt, like a lot of making me feel bad for things that maybe I necessarily didn't need to feel bad for, which probably plays into my empathy now because I don't feel bad for a lot of stuff. Like I don't feel that guilt as much, but I do think it plays into my like overly empathetic way that I move through life. Um, Yeah. And then seeing her family also all raised Catholic and how like they just didn't get into like the dirt. Like nobody, nobody got emotional around each other. Um, I, I think the first time I ever saw any of my family members get emotional is probably at my grandma's funeral. So I think for me, seeing that anti-expression of emotion made me really early on be like, no, I, I actually think that it's way better and way healthier. And for me, it feels better to openly express all of my feelings. Um, I just didn't have the skills to be able to slow it down. Yeah, I feel like that's maybe the difference between like emotional intelligence and not is like you're right. I mean, especially things like anger or frustration and annoyance and things like that, like those are easy to feel. But I think emotional intelligence comes in when like you can feel those things and not blame anyone um, you, like you can hold people accountable, but you don't blame and you also don't like spew your pain onto other people. Um, cause I think that's like when you can figure out your pain and, and understand your trauma or like whatever has happened to you and why you feel the way that you feel without basically like using other people as your scapegoat which happens much more often than you know like we see that a lot um I think that's probably what I would think of as emotional intelligence um it's not like suppressing but it's not expressing emotion like really harshly onto others or like onto yourself it's just being like it's a feeling like it's like yeah just feel it and figure out like what it's about and you know like they're telling you things it's like um that's what I've tried to understand is like you know when I get a feeling of anxiety I'm not like oh my god no I can't feel this I can't deal with this it's like what are you trying to say to me like what do you what do you what's the issue here and you know it's usually like well this uh, there's an email out there lingering that hasn't been answered and I'm feeling something about that and then I'm like oh okay and I think that's a huge difference from just being like no I can't feel that oh but I can feel oh 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 because like I used to suppress all my emotions and so I couldn't even feel the good ones for a long time and I was like well this sucks 
It's like everything was just kind of like, it all feels all the same. And I was like, well, that's not fun. Um, but I want to also talk about this idea of soft skills. So to me, this has become like the thing that I am so frustrated by that we so like undermine soft skills, which is essentially like women's emotional labor in mm. everywhere, but especially yeah. in the workplace and in our careers um, where we basically like have to just like take on everybody's emotional shit and yeah. they call it like soft skills. And also like it's more about they're more like quote unquote feminine things that people have um, associated with being feminine, um, which is like care, understanding, compassion, like in the workplace, those things are good. I mean, you need to also, if you're a boss, like you also have to combat that with, you know, you have to hold people accountable. Like we've, but you also, I mean, we, it's okay to like have some compassion and humanity in the workplace. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. It's funny. I honestly hadn't, I think maybe I've heard the term soft skills, but I didn't like put it together that that was, you know, what it meant. Um, I was sort of just unfamiliar with that term before we started um, this podcast. Um, but I, I totally see that. I think, I think a lot of the time in like the startup world, I found myself doing the emotional labor mm. too. Like I was seeing people become burned out or like get exhausted or get super frustrated and have to walk away. And for some reason, I think again, it's probably this like inherent, I have always felt a drawn to caregiving um, and I've always felt good at it. And I've, I like taking on that role. Um, you know, I think as seen with the stuff I went through with my mom this last um, couple months, that's like pretty apparent that I'm willing to step up into that role. But I think I find myself stepping into that role like way more than I should. Um, not necessarily being forced, but not knowing the line of when to say like, you can't fix everything and everyone. Um, and also that isn't your job to. Yeah, you take you. This is definitely where we differ. And yeah, I, I feel like we need to come like figure out the middle ground and both be there because you are you like overgive. And totally. I think that I like undergive or like, no, well, I don't know about undergive, but I'm like, yeah. I don't nurture. I'm not like nurturing. Nurturing, if I'm being very honest, and it's not something that I've overcome. So we're we're in it. We're in the thick of it. Nurturing yeah. and like caretaking, I see that as like weakness. I mm. see that as like that's how you get like taken advantage of as a woman. So I know that's not true. Uh, well, I will say I definitely had a couple instances, especially like in college where people absolutely took advantage of that skill and I pulled it back. Like I definitely had to learn when and where and like at least get a better feel for who was worthy of my caregiving and my time. Yeah. So I think like that's right. Like you you have to like you can be strong in being like a nurturing giving person you can yeah. a woman especially um but i i still do the like you know in my relationship i still do the like i did one thing you need to do one thing like it has to be equal mm. and i think mm -hmm. it it causes some issues with us because i'm like i'm trying to overcompensate for like you know all the like all the domestic stuff that usually has to fall onto a woman. But like Hossem does things as equally as I think possible. I mean, we all do. It's not like our relationship is not that unequal, but I am yeah. very like, okay, I can't do the dishes. Like I have to, and, and I don't like that, <laughs> but I, yeah. because I, I am worried that if I like give too much, I will just be giving my whole life and then I I think I like watched too many things or like read too many books about like burned out 
moms in their like 40s and 50s <laughs> that like were just like, fuck this and like didn't know how to get out of it and just like lost their identity and became like shells of a human. I don't know these women in real life. I just yeah. know them in like literature. <laughs> but that seemed to be like early 2000s, late 90s. That was kind of the theme. There was a lot of burnt out moms. Totally. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that's, I'm sure that's a thing as someone who's not a parent. I'm, I don't know, but I do watch my friends who just have like toddlers and they're like, oh, like zombies. Um, it's a lot of giving. It's endlessly giving to a human that doesn't know when there's a limit. So I'd imagine that does exacerbate um, some, some emotional labor, like alarm bells. But yeah, I think um, I, I wish that there weren't these like antiquated, definitely gendered rules for like what being a boss looks like too, you know? I think I want things to change where like coldness, the cutthroatedness are no longer admirable aspects to being a leader. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I think it's probably a lot of where my like endless rage comes from this administration is me just being like how are you not empathetic to like x y or z and how can you not like feel things for them and if you do feel like any sort of positive or vulnerable emotions how are you just ignoring it like mm -hmm. kind of dang monster are y'all well that's what i'm saying it's like people people still like admire someone who or like they see that as strength someone who like has no emotion and like can do unspeakable unthinkable things it's like ugh, why do we admire that it felt so good to like watch obama like crying right like i think like that's I strong that. me too I and mean, especially when like the first thing i think of immediately is when um was with sandy hook like when he was doing the press conference and like was just openly crying and it was like it doesn't matter he, like everything's gonna get blocked and like no progress is gonna be made on making like our government better or our, our like country better when it comes to these issues like that much you knew watching that but you also knew that he wanted it like being emotionally vulnerable at least sent a signal to me that like the way that things aren't aren't okay and I'm going to work as hard as I can, but <laughs> like who knows what well, can happen. That's like all of the, I love how Brene Brown has just like mm -hmm. championed so much about how vulnerability is strength. Yeah. And that like we that there's that there is nothing wrong with like seeking and wanting connection and like compassion and empathy these are two things that like require actual true like emotional strength it's totally. not like something that you can just like it's it's completely easy to be hateful it's completely easy to be uh, like judgmental and and frustrated with everyone and and you know not have any care for others like that's actually really easy the whole world is set up for you to be like that pretty much or like especially american culture it's like yeah it's all set up for you to not have any emotional responsibility to anybody else that's there's no community sense of community here not like in other cultures where you're you know you're a part of something bigger than yourself so I think it's really easy to just be like cold and unfeeling and not vulnerable but like it's I think about this a lot where it's like people have such a hard time expressing their honest selves and their honest emotions and I'm like how do we still think that like people being honest and like emotional and vulnerable is weak like how do we yeah. still think that because it's so hard to actually get anything authentic. I mean, it's like 
I mean, that's such an overused word, but it's true. I mean, like, it's very hard to even find on social media anywhere, like people who are being authentically themselves. And yet we can still call vulnerability weakness, like showing emotion weakness. I will say my favorite, favorite thing about watching soccer yeah. is how emotional the players get. The Men's World Cup. Oh, yeah, I'm calling it the Men's World Cup. The Men's World Cup was so fascinating to watch because I was in France. So obviously I watched like literally every game and it was mania. And they like they sit there on the field. If they lose, they just like weep openly. Yeah. And they like the team members, they like kiss each other and like hug each other and they get so excited. And you're it, it was almost a little like, God, oh, my God, it's like it's kind of hard to watch them lose and all of this. But I was like, God, I love that. Like, I love seeing that. I don't know what it is about soccer because I've never seen a football player cry. And I've definitely never like an American football player. I've never seen a baseball player cry or anything like it's there's something about soccer um that is like so I, I don't know they get so emotional about it and I was just like you know I actually I actually feel like that's like really strong to be able to express that and be able to feel for something so much and care about something so much that you're willing to like risk being that disappointed like I don't think it's cool to be like I don't give a fuck. I don't care about anything. Like, I don't feel. I just don't care. It's like, okay, good for you. Like, how's that working out? Probably not that great. Yeah. Well, and I also feel like when you are in that mode, like, you're more likely to hurt people around you. Exactly. There it is. Truth yeah. bomb. I, um, when I went, so I went to therapy to like deal with my overwhelming emotions mm -hmm. um like two years ago and when I went which was my favorite thing that happened my therapist was basically like we're gonna go back to the basics like let's talk about what it means to like raise a child like with care and raising a child to care and like how you can take those skills that like we teach parents who are dealing maybe with um like children who have violent tendencies, how we can take those skills and like apply it to yourself and like your self-care. Um, so one of the things that I remember her talking with me about is that there are feelings that people have when their needs are met and there are feelings that people have when their needs are not met. And like when your needs are met, you usually are like comfortable and you're happy and you're peaceful and you're loving and you're grateful. There's like all of these terms that like, okay, my needs are met. And so I feel like I can be in a safe, like vulnerable place. And then when your needs are not met, it's like, okay, I'm uncomfortable. I'm tired. I'm uninterested. I'm sad. I'm anxious or nervous. I'm mad, annoyed, scared, right? Like all of the bad words. And then it's like the key when you do feel all of those like negative emotions is to figure out why your needs are not being met. Like just being given that sentence, that like tool of, hey, yes, you're anxious, but like where is the root of the anxious? Like what is the need that you have? Is it that you need comfort? Like do you need someone to tell you that you're doing good and everything will be okay? Is it that you need you know some sort of like collaboration or communication do you need like a different challenge like there's all of these different like responses and feelings that correspond to like the needs not being met and the like emotional backlash of those needs not being met um see i think doing that kind of work like that's so fascinating yeah and having that kind of self-awareness it's weird how much that is like we treat that as kind of like not essential work to do but it's like yeah. if we treated that kind of work of like trying to understand our emotions without like hurting others yeah our world would be so different if it was just like taught if you could just learn how to be like 
I am feeling very insecure, or unsafe right now. Why? What's going on? Instead of being like, I hate that person because they've changed my identity or like done something to me that is making me un insecure about something in my life or like that's triggering to me or something like that. It's like if we were just told how to be self-aware, it's not like it's like the same thing how I feel with like self-care. This is the funniest thing that I mean, funny and not a haha way, like funny in a ugh way, but like that it's not it's like this thing you're supposed to do if you have like two minutes left over and it's a luxury and you probably don't have time to do it. It's like to care for yourself. Like what has happened to us as humans that like to care for yourself, to understand yourself is somehow some like woo woo waste of time. Get over it. You're such a pussy. Like da da da. It's like, what? How? How did we get here? Like, I'm sure someone has done like sociological studies on like why we are here and what has happened. And it probably has something to do with capitalism. Although I'm sure it has something to do with capitalism. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that is, it's just like baffling to me that things like sleep, take care of yourself, maybe understand why you want to like, why you hate that person that you don't even know based upon what, like the color of their skin, the way their body looks, um, the who they're holding hands with. Like, don't look into that. Just, you know, stuff it down and, yeah. you know, hurt them because you can't figure out your own emotions. It's like the people who have done that kind of emotional work, I think are like, very tired of doing that emotional work for other people who won't do it. Like go to therapy, just like go to therapy, figure your shit out. Like everyone should just go to therapy and figure it out because us like who have been doing this work to understand ourselves and like not hurt others and to love ourselves are like done doing it for others. Yeah. Well, and I also think that like I don't know if you're a smart person with drive like there's a lot of resources if you're a smart person with drive and you don't have the money to go to therapy mm -hmm. sorry my my dog is shaking in the background Dagger, i need you to calm down um you can get a library card and read like so many helpful amazing incredible books that will like educate you i mean it's just like school right there's a reason why people become psychologists there's resources that exist in order to help them become that and become a caregiver there are also definitely resources for people who don't have the means but do have the like desire to be a more emotionally intelligent person a more empathetic person to like get a better understanding of who they are and themselves and there's also like amazing resources and communities on online that can help you find those things, um, those like tools in order to teach yourself. I know that's like, it's so daunting and scary. And I think part of it is why the thing that I loved about my therapist is both of them were like, this is going to be helpful, but the work that you do outside of this space is just as helpful. And like, there are so many resources that I'm going to give you and I need you to pick up and like read and understand so that way you can be a healthier happy person because you're here so you clearly want that um yeah i wonder um jamie like how do you feel your feelings without letting them overtake you i know we've like talked a lot about um self-care but what does that look like? What does like emotional self-care look like for you? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say they don't sometimes overtake me because of course yeah. they do. But for the most part, I think talking to people and essentially the biggest thing is like, I'm not afraid of my emotions. Like I used to be actually so afraid of them that so much that I would like... I suppress them. But now I'm just like, 
the worst thing that's going to happen is I'm going to realize something and then I have to either change it or like change my mindset. Mm-hmm. I think that's okay. Like I can deal with that. I, I, I think that's the biggest change is just like, I'm not that afraid anymore because I, the fear was bigger than the feeling. Like it, I mean, the fear was bigger than facing it. It was like, once I faced some of the more like, you know, the deeper layers of the onion of that was my emotional life. Um, I found out that I was like, this really isn't that big of a deal. Like I, and I'm not saying that to like diminish how anyone feels because I'm sure people experience, have experienced trauma or certain life experiences that are really, really, really hard to deal with. And so I, I also kind of like take care with myself. I'm like, it's okay if I'm not ready to look at this right now. Like, it's okay. I have like a long life. I don't have to, you know, speed up my healing and, and like figure it all out right now. Because I also realize that like, I can be happy and also feel like I want to change something. I can be okay in my life and also have things that I'm not okay with. Like it's okay to kind of be in the middle ground because I think the extreme is where I would be like, I'm either not feeling anything or I'm drowning in all my feelings. And it was like, <laughs> um, it's okay. Like, for example, like it's okay that I am so excited to be in Europe, but that I do experience a good amount of loneliness. Like even though Hosem is here, it's a different kind of loneliness where I'm like, I don't have, I mean, my friends we have like a very little overlap in time. Um, like the time difference is really tough and it's different to like talk to someone on the phone versus like actually being with them. And so I, that used to like really trip me up those, like those, um, polarized, like the, the, you know, different emotions that I felt like I can't feel these at the same time. So I need to like, my answer would have been like, I'm going to like, you know, distance myself from all my friends, distance myself from my life back home and just be like fully here and never feel anything other than that. And I was like, and that would be really uncomfortable later for me. Um, And so I think I'm just like allowing it all to be okay, which then I can like approach each one with a more open mind instead of just being like, I either need to cut this all off or I need to like feel everything so intensely that like I can't even function what about you um I think for me well I think a lot of my like emotional work goes into my photography um I think that's just like a natural part of my expression um and so when I'm feeling like really overwhelmed and there's too many emotions and I don't know what to do I will leave my phone at home and I'll go on a walk with dagger and with my camera. That's like my number one go-to because all I have then is like my brain, my brain having to think the thoughts that I have in there. And I don't have my phone with me because I don't have an escape. I don't want to have an escape, something that I can focus on to ignore what's going on inside my head. And then I have my camera so I can like, I guess just channel a lot of those like feelings and energy. And usually if I'm on like a walk with my dog with my camera, I'm just taking photos of flowers. Like I'm just trying to find like beauty in the smallest, tiniest corners of like the community and world that I live in to like feel better, to like pull myself back to ground, like back to nature, back into my body, like accept that those are the feelings that I am feeling and that there's nothing wrong with them. And to work through it somehow through that combination. Um, It's definitely been my go-to. It used to be like taking baths, but my bathtub is not big enough at all. It's just, it's like elbows and knees and my whole torso's out of the water. And so I can't relax. Um, But it used to to be that. That was my go-to. No camera, no phone, no computer, just like candles, a bathtub. Maybe I'd put like some music on on Sonos and like would just be like, okay, like think through all of this stuff. Like think through your feelings, get, get in your brain and like feel it. Cause for me, I think my, like my emotional communication style is 
the opposite of like yours. The retreating and running is not my thing. I want to pursue. I want to like talk it out until the words that I'm saying don't make sense anymore. And that doesn't benefit anyone. Like I I had to train myself to step away and not do it in a way like sometimes when people walk away from you and they're feeling emotionally overwhelmed, I feel abandoned and I feel like they don't want to put in the work. Um, And that's something that I've also had to learn to like not project onto other people because for me now walking away is an important tool saying I need a minute, I need space, I want to consider like what we're talking about and the feelings that I'm feeling without saying something maybe that isn't true or saying something that's coming from a vulnerable, emotionally heightened space. Like let's table it like you know, I, I'm going to take a walk and think about things and come back and we'll come back to it and like have a much healthier, better, like great conversation. And that, co- that goes for my partnership and my friendships. Um, learning to do that, learning to give myself time and space to like breathe through and calm down and think through my feelings has helped significantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, essentially it's, different sides of the same coin it's like finding a way to be to feel it and actually face it instead of like doing everything you can to either like run from it or express it so much that it's like overwhelming for others like to actually have some responsibility and not like over control but some control over it instead of being like okay, well, now this is just going to, like, ruin my whole week or month or year or something. Um, I think that's really important. And, I, I mean, I feel like that comes with time. I mean, it, it comes with practice, but it also just comes with time. Like, that has changed a lot now that I'm, like, you know, in my early 30s. Like, it mm-hmm. definitely... I'm not as afraid because I'm like, I'm emotionally resilient. Like, I I can deal with this. It's like, it's not as scary as it seems. Um, I don't cry nearly as much as I used to at all. I used to cry over everything, every tiny thing. Now it, like, it takes a lot, which for me is a good thing because I literally would cry over, oh, my God, anything. And now, like, I'll feel myself, like, get emotional, especially if it's, like, a cute puppy video. But um, <laughs> but I don't just, like, sob hysterically anymore. I actually made a, like, songs to make you cry playlist on Spotify because I felt like I should be crying more. I Like, I had a moment where I was like, I miss just, like, crying over nothing. Um, it Not even that works. If I'm not – I'm just better. I'm not in a constant state of emotional vulnerability. Like – like you've been saying, I'm just, I feel more balanced. Um, the playlist is cool and helpful if I want to like get into that mindset so I can cry it out because it does feel so good to cry it out. Um, it really does. But it's hard. It's much harder for me now to get there. And I view that as a good thing. I think so. I mean, you and I were very different in our 20s and teens. You were crying all the time and I was crying none of the time. Yep. And so I think we found a middle. Like I cry more now without needing like, you know, Simon Birch or some other movie like uh, <laughs> yeah. or Stepmom. That one will always get me. I'll uh, never forget that Simon Birch cry fest. Oh my First God. time I ever saw you cry. That yeah. Simon Birch. It was a spectacle for you. It was. And um, but now I, I mean, I can cry without it being like prompted. Yeah. And it feels good to like actually have some access to my emotions feels really nice. Um, whereas I'm sure it feels really nice to be able to like control the access to your emotions a little bit. Having like a throttle installed in my like emotional system has been very, very useful. And I like that. I now have a switch. Yeah. It's like, Oh, okay. I can actually feel this. I'm safe to feel this. Um, wow. Well, 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 there it is. That was feeling feelings about feeling everything. That was a good meta episode. It was. I feel good about it. I feel good about a lot of things. I feel a lot of feeling. I do too. 
I do too. So thank you so much for listening to season one and season two. And we just wanted to let you know that we'll be taking more than our week-long break to bring you season three and new episodes. And in the meantime, hit us up on Instagram DMs, on our personal accounts, Feelings Podcast, or, you know, at the Facebook group. Send us an owl if you want. A something. carrier pigeon. Yeah. A, a memo. Dog. A telegram. We yeah. love dogs please send dogs dogs with notes on their collar about what you loved and maybe the things that you were drawn to um, topics that we didn't discuss that you would really love to hear uh, for the next season yeah because we're going to be putting together season three and season four Um, so we want to bring you things that you want us to talk about and so tell us all your thoughts Obviously, we tell you all our thoughts, so we would love to hear all your thoughts. Yeah, and hang in there while we're taking our break. It's it's uh, it's going to be tough for all of us, for everyone, and um, but we believe in you, and we'll be back. Yeah, we'll miss you, but we'll yeah, be we'll, back. We'll miss you. I'll miss you, <laughs> Jamie. No, that's not true. Jamie and I will keep talking to each other the whole time. So just picture that, all of the conversations that we're going to be having in your mind's eye to carry yourself through. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Feeling Feelings. Thank you so much for listening and look out for season three. Woo!